Hello, I'm Paul Mangel. And I'm Yulia Stancheva. Welcome to Just Say the Word, a podcast in which we pay homage to our relationship with words, their meaning and their power to create our world. In every episode, we invite a special guest and ask them, what is your word? What does it mean to you? Where does it come from? As we immerse ourselves in the world of each guest, we'll tell you the story of their chosen word and how it relates to their life's experiences, successes and achievements. Our guest in this podcast is James Broad, who is the Global Director for The Navigators, a worldwide Christian organization based in the States. Welcome, James Broad. It's lovely to have you with us. And the time has come for you to just say the word. Identity. Why did you choose this word and what does it represent for you? I was talking to somebody who is uh, training for ordination in the Church of England and he's been offered uh, one or two possible curacies and he was trying to decide uh, where to go. And, and he said to me, the thing is, I don't really know what I'm gifted for. And then after a bit of thought, he said, I don't know who I am. So how can I possibly know um, which curacy to choose? And then I heard something else on a, a podcast about a lady who had accompanied many people who were dying. And she said the thing that she'd heard over and over again from people was that they somehow felt that they had failed to live out who they were. So forces had borne in on them to prevent them from from living out exactly who they were. They'd tried to be somebody else for whatever reason. And I, I very much identified with that. Um, I could understand how that could happen. And and the more I've thought of it, the more I've thought how how it's a struggle. You see identity as a challenge, a challenge to find it. Am I right in saying that? It's a challenging word. Yes, because you've got different ways of looking at it. I mean, I, I applied for a bus pass the other day. So uh, the first thing they try to do is establish your identity. Are you James Broad? Are you 79 years old? Do you live at this address? Um, you know, is that your national insurance number, um, et cetera? Is this your inside leg measurement and so on? Then having given these facts, they're satisfied. That is my identity. But surely an individual is much more than that. And and so to me, one's understanding of one's identity is developed from childhood. Uh, if you live in a loving home, you're going to get reflected to you something of who you are. If you live in an abusive home, you're going to get a very, very different concept of who you are. But what are the mitigations against those things? What kinds of either self-awareness or, or awareness that comes from outside because somebody spots that you're struggling in some way? Yeah, good question. Well, if you think about what is the element in which an animal or a, uh, a being develops its identity, fulfills its identity, so if you think of a fish, the element would be water. Uh, if you think of a, a swift, uh, a swift is, is hopeless on the ground, but if you chuck it into the air, then in the air it fulfills its, its swiftness. And for a human being, it's love. So there's this lovely passage in the um, uh, in the Velveteen Rabbit, uh, where the Velveteen Rabbit in the, in in the nursery is talking to um, the skinny horse, and um, uh, the, the Velveteen Rabbit says, "What is real? Does it mean having things that buzz inside you and a stick-out handle? Real isn't how you are made," said the skinny horse. "It's a thing that happens to you. 
when a child loves you for a long, long time, not just to play with, but really loves you, then you become real. So, so to me, that that's, expresses it. And, and fundamentally, one's identity is, is developed in love. Taking that notion and moving it to faith, identity, in your case, I know you're a, you're a committed Christian, um, but what about the dichotomy between identity as developed through faith and ideology versus through identity and action? Because there's, there's a real crucial difference between those two things. Hmm. Well, I suppose my own journey was very much based from my own home. Uh, I grew up in a, in a loving home, but where the, the sort of the essence of everything was that you succeeded that you came over well, that you people liked you, they responded to you, and, and so on. And so I grew up with this sense in my head that I, I had to come over well, I had to be a success. And, and then if I, if I failed, and then I hit a moment in, in my life when I did fail, then in a sense my identity crumbles. And I was lucky enough to meet somebody who um, himself had just become a believer. And I felt, although I, I really felt antagonistic to what he said about his faith, I somehow also felt that a door had opened and the other side of that door, there might be there might be an answer to this loss of identity that I was experiencing. Yeah. Does that mean that Christians have a specific identity or is it faith that gives you the identity or is it that love that gives you identity or a combination of those? My understanding of, of uh, the Christian gospel is that it brings you into relationship with God so fundamentally, a Christian is somebody who is in a relationship with a loving God. And however imperfect um, that relationship may be, nevertheless, the, the, the main tenets of it are love and uh, acceptance and forgiveness, as well as um, some, some discipline, some correction, whatever. But fundamentally, it's love. So that, that, that a Christian is in contact with genuine love as opposed to what the world will always have to give, which is to some degree conditional love. Identity is a very strong word at the moment because um, if we think of the way in which social media works, the media in general works, people who are powerful tend to have very strong identities. We think, you know, recently, Boris Johnson, Donald Trump, uh, all sorts of influences uh, around the world. Is identity, does identity have a downside? Well, massively. Um, so, I mean, I remember in Mrs. Thatcher's time, uh, somebody saying, see, the important thing is that Mrs. Thatcher must, must be seen to be more caring. And I remember thinking to myself, no, the important thing is that Mrs. Thatcher is more caring. It's not whether we can create an identity um, that makes her look more caring. That's going to be superficial and that will be a lie. What really is this person? Somebody can <clears throat> appear truthful or they can appear very confident or this, that and the other. Um, or for a, a comedian, they can appear to be incredibly witty and funny, but that's not really their identity. Their, their real identity is they're quite depressive. And I feel that, that in creating a, a sort of a, a false identity, you tear somebody apart ultimately because it's not them and they're trying to be what they're not. One of the things that's very prominent at the moment in, 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 in thinking in general is 
the understanding that everybody does have a personal identity and should be allowed to demonstrate it, whatever uh, uh, characteristics that, that that brings to the table. There's, of course, there's everything that's to do with freedom and freedom of expression. There are some things to do with, um, uh, dis, you know, a, a displacement and, and a dispersion of people in in human terms. If everybody has absolutely and utterly their own identity, how do we talk about that? The Apostle Paul wrote to some people who had recently come into the freedom that was offered through the gospel of Christ. And he said, you, you were called to freedom, brethren. However, don't use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love become servants of one another. I feel as if faith gives a freedom, but it's a freedom to serve one another, not a freedom to be myself at the expense of somebody else and thus take away somebody else's freedom. Um, so set free to serve, I think, is a, is a great motto. Identity is a strength, there's no doubt about it. Knowing yourself, knowing what, um, you know, knowing who you are um, and being able to attribute uh, things to yourself in, 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 the, in life's ups and downs, particularly, I suppose, in life's downs. How has your identity developed out of faith to help you through those, those, those downs? I mean, to give an example, um, when I was going out with uh, Jan, who I later married, um, but w when we were first going out, I remember thinking, wouldn't it be wonderful if I had a, a telephone in the car and I received and made important business calls and, and how impressed she'd be? And um, after we were married, I told her about this and she looked at me in sheer amazement and said, how could you possibly think that? How could you think that I, I would be interested in, in that image of you? It's you I love. It isn't um, uh, this image of yourself that you somehow think is, is superior to who you are. So I think her love for me as who I am and her refusal to love any other of my attempted um, identities, that really was um, probably the, the most important thing for me. Yeah, I think identity is one of those things that one knows, one understands about oneself, but often you have to keep rehearsing it or reminding yourself of it or yes. remembering it. How do you go about that remembering and reinforcement and reminder to yourself of, of your identity? Uh, a spiritual writer, uh, Henry Nouwen, um, wrote in a, a lovely book called the, uh, the Voice of the Beloved, and um he said that the most important thing every day is to hear the voice that calls me the beloved. And he took this from um, the words at Jesus' baptism when he hears a voice from heaven say, you are my beloved son, with you I am well pleased. And Nouwen's own experience and then what he wanted to pass on to the rest of us was that we need to hear that voice every day I mean, the old joke about uh, when you're talking about marriage um, and uh, the husband says to his wife, you know, um, or, or rather she says to him, um, you know, it'd be lovely if you told me I lo that you loved me. And he says, I did. I told you that 38 years ago. And um, it, it's something that we need to hear every day. So if we go back to the, you know, some original identities, mm. you know, you're very clear, you're very transparent that it's, it's you, you, you are a Christian and, and it must be Christ's identity in great part that, uh, that informs you. What is it 
particularly about Christ's identity that you uh, react to or warm to or see? What characteristics are there uh, that, that you identify with in his identity? That's a very good question. I mean, the thing that, that comes out about him is an, an absolute clarity. He, he, he says it on occasions to people. He says, I, I, I know where I came from. I know where I'm going. And, and then he says, you don't know. You're not aware where you've come from. You don't know where you're going. And there was a quiet assurance about him, uh, which I think gives him a kind of peace. Um, so there isn't the frenetic activity, the, the frenetic need to justify himself by his actions. He can be focused upward and outward without having to take from other people. I, I think it's so easy to to have to take from other people in order to, to build up your own identity. I mean, we've all been in situations where where you're having a conversation and you start to say something and then somebody says, oh, yes, that happened to me. And so they've now turned the conversation to themselves. So they're, they're needing to take from this. And I, I think with Jesus, the impression you have is that there wasn't that need. He's, he's focused upward and he's focused outward. Mm. Yeah. Last question around identity. What advice do you have, in particular for young people, how do they find their identity with with the turmoil uh, that that we see, particularly right now? But 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 it's been happening for for you know a number of years. It's been building up. Um, yeah. You know, information overload, data, uh, social media, gadgets everywhere. How do young people find their identity? What a what a question. Um, so worries me in in the present age is just that, just the amount of false information about identity that, that's coming all the time from social media, from reaction to people in schools. I think solitude uh, is one possible avenue that, that it's terribly difficult for people to be on their own. And yet I actually feel that, that a key for people is to be able to be on their own and to be quiet and not to have uh, their phone pinging, uh, not to have a news feed in front of them, actually to be quiet and at that point, I think you can start to to think about who who you are, what are the real influences on your life. Otherwise, your life, you're in effect, you're constantly reacting to stimuli, and a lot of those stimuli are actually quite negative. It's a tough subject. It's a tough word, and its implications, uh, you know, bequeath some difficulties. But I think you're right. I think peace, quiet, opportunity to reflect uh, by oneself and on oneself helps to develop that. And I'm really grateful for you for sharing your uh, your words of, of great wisdom with us. Thanks, James. Thank you. Just say the word. Just say the word. According to the Cambridge Dictionary, identity is a person's name and other facts about who they are, such as their qualities, beliefs, personality traits, appearance and or expressions that characterize them. The identity shows the qualities of a person or a group that make them different from others. Other words to describe identity are identification, recognition, sameness, oneness, uniqueness, distinctiveness. But where does the word identity come from? Let's hear it from Gerard Rodriguez, Alpha Studio's very own sound engineer, who is our language detective guest in this episode. The word identity comes from the Latin idem, meaning the same. It was first used in English by bishop and historian John Bale in 1545. Back then he pronounced it as identity, but the word quickly evolved to identity, identity, 
and by the 1650s the term was widely written identity as we know it. In many languages, identity sounds similar to its Latin roots. For example, in French it's identité, in German identita, in Italian identita, in Dutch identiteit, and in my native European Spanish is identidad, or in Catalan identitat. Identity is a fluid concept in the Spanish culture, as the way Hispanics describe their identity vary across the immigrant generations. They most often say speaking Spanish is an essential part of what being Hispanic means to them. Having both parents of the same ancestry, having a Spanish last name, socializing with others, or even participating or attending cultural celebrations are also an essential part of the Hispanic identity. Personally for me, the concept of identity is blurry, as I don't have a feeling of identity or I don't even feel Hispanic. I believe it was a Portuguese writer and Nobel Prize literature winner, José Saramago, who said that the identity of a person isn't a name, a place or a date of birth. It is simply the act of being, and that cannot be refuted. Is identity something we are born with? Psychologists say that identity evolves over time, and it is influenced by our parents and peers during childhood and experimentation in adolescence. Our experiences can also alter how we see ourselves or how we are perceived by others. The formation of identity involves three key tasks. Discovering and developing one's potential, choosing one's purpose in life, and finding opportunities to exercise that potential and purpose. Identity includes the many relationships we cultivate, such as our identity as a child, friend, partner, and parent. It involves external characteristics over which we have little or no control, such as our height, race, or socioeconomic class. Identity also encompasses our political opinions, moral attitudes, and religious beliefs, all of which guide the choices we make on a daily basis. We may have a number of identities, such as an ethnic identity, a religious identity, a national identity, and even a virtual identity. Sometimes we can see discrepancies between two identities, such as our virtual self and real self, which happens when we cultivate our online avatar in a way that our virtual identity influences the perception of our real self and prevents us from being authentic. Who am I? And who do I want my future self to be? We all find ourselves asking those existential questions at some stage of our lives. As we grow older or experience major life upheavals such as divorce, retirement or the death of a loved one, we often explore and redefine our identities. One of the most popular and influential theories of identity development was developed by Eric Erikson, who was an ego psychologist. He coined the phrase identity crisis. He believed that humans' personalities continue to develop past the age of five and that the development of personality depended directly on the resolution of existential crises around trust, autonomy, intimacy, individuality and identity. Another famous psychologist, Sigmund Freud, developed the theory of personality, which proposed that the human psyche is composed of three separate but interacting parts, the id, the ego, and the superego. The three parts develop 
at different times and play different roles in personality, but work together to form a whole and contribute to our identity and behavior. Many artists use their work to express, explore, and question ideas about identity. Music, poetry, imagery, literature, artworks can all convey messages and ideas that otherwise would be difficult to express. There are many movies that can make us ponder and ask questions such as who we are as individuals, as a society, or as a nation. They challenge stereotypes and conventions while exploring attributes such as gender, sexuality, race, nationality, and heritage. Let's explore some movies that portray complex and distinct characters who are on their journey of self-discovery. Have you watched Fight Club? David Fincher's cult classic thriller from 1999. The film questioned identity and played with our perceptions of reality in a very clever way, while Edward Norton and Brad Pitt delivered unforgettable performances. The movie is considered to be one of the most controversial and talked about movies of all time, since its main themes around consumerism, violence, greed, mental health, sex and material obsession remain relevant to this day. Another cult title from 1999 that we ought to mention here is The Matrix, the Wachowski brothers' groundbreaking motion picture starring Keanu Reeves. The series raised the bar for all the science fiction films to come after it and redefined the action genre with its cutting-edge visual effects. The slow motion bullet time effects, as they are known today, were revolutionizing when we first saw them 24 years ago. The series opened a whole new world to the audience and prompted us to ponder on philosophical questions such as what is reality? Is it better to know the truth or is ignorance truly blissful? Who are we? Do we create our identity throughout life? or perhaps never discover what our true purpose is in this world. And of course, will you take the red pill or the blue pill? Identity is a very profound concept, and many famous musicians have pondered over the characteristics that determine our personal and social identity. Let's recount some of them. Karma Chameleon by Culture Club. The song highlights the difficulties one faces when they are not true to themselves or their significant other. Who You Are by Pearl Jam assures the listener that whatever situation they are facing, there is a unique part to play. Born This Way by Lady Gaga reminds everyone not to be ashamed of expressing themselves and to be proud of who they are. In My Life by The Beatles is about the people in our life who are at the core of our identity. And Let Me Be Myself by Three Doors Down, where the lead singer Brad Arnold sings. 
I guess I just got lost being someone else. For a while, if you don't mind, let me be myself so I can shine with my own light. It's so easy to get lost being what someone else wants you to be and forgetting about who you want to be. And that song is about being happy with yourself and who you are. There are many remarkable novels that grapple with the issue of identity and which have sparked passionate discussions about the way books help us to find ourselves. One of them is The Bell Jar, the 1963 semi-autobiographical novel by Sylvia Plath that captures the struggle to find one's place in society and asserts one's identity like no other book. The story resonates in today's society like no other. The Black Book by Orhan Pamuk is a complex, multifaceted story about a man who seeks to uncover the mystery of his wife and friend's disappearance. While doing so, the protagonist starts assuming the identity of the disappeared man, a columnist, and things start to become rather strange. Girl, Woman, Other by Bernadine Evaristo, a winner of the Booker Prize 2019. If you haven't discovered Evaristo yet, I urge you to read this book. It is described as a polyphonic novel about the intersections of identity. It's told from the point of view of 12 British women of color who range in age from 19 to 93. The women represent a diversity of classes, cultures, and sexual identities, and their beautifully interwoven stories are centered around identity, race, womanhood, and the realities of modern Britain. Exuberant and delightful in many ways. Identity. When we initially asked our guest James Broad why he chose that word, he said that he's been thinking a lot lately about what this word means and how it affects our behavior. Many people seem to spend a lot of time trying to figure out who they are, what they want and what they believe. We are constantly faced with complex decisions and circumstances, and identity helps us to make those important decisions said James. Whether you have a one or many identities or you're still searching for it, being true to yourself and living your life authentically is of utmost importance, as authenticity is the cornerstone of our mental health. Plus, reflecting on our values, nurturing them and making choices that are consistent with our true self can lead to a more fulfilling life. This episode was written and produced by me, Yulia Stancheva, for Alpha CRC. My co-hosts are Paul Mangel and Gerard Rodriguez. Sound design, Alpha Studios. Audio engineer, Mikos Nanazi. With special thanks to our guest, James Broad. If you haven't listened to our previous episodes, you can catch up with them on Podbean, Amazon Music, Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. If you like this show, please don't forget to share it with others, rate it, and subscribe so you never miss another episode. Thank you for listening. We will be back in two weeks' time. Just say the word. 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 This podcast was brought to you by Alpha CRC. Global Enterprise Localization 
Local user experience.